Welcome to the latest edition of the SWM podcast. No, I've not been abducted. I've not been sent to Mexico. I am your host, Billy Strachan, or as I call myself, L. Billy Strachan. Uh, I am the host of the SWM podcast. I am joined this week by the winged emperor, Talon Jr. Hello. Hello, Billy. How are you doing? I'm, I'm really warm. I'm really warm right now. Um, for those that are listening to the podcast feed, they may not see that I am wearing a, a wrestler mask of my own, just so Talon Jr. here doesn't feel totally left out. But he's wearing a more appropriate mask for the occasion, and I am just boiling my head here. Uh, in this yeah, it, it seems we've really swapped the act here. Yeah, so, I mean, you, you can stick with the wrestling, though. I'll, I'll stick with doing the sitting here and speaking to you. So, uh, right, unless you want to pick up the interview, I don't mind. I can do your answers for you if you want. It'll be a bit of a strange interview, but... <laughs> I mean, I... If I were to wear my mask now, I, I genuinely don't think viewers would be able to tell the difference. It's it's it's, it's uncanny. uncanny. Yeah, no, it's just... I wish I had this much hair. Uh, right, <laughs> Okay. Boring question. Let's get started then. How did you get into professional wrestling? So I, I've, like many people, you'll probably find just a fan growing up. Um, I, my, my, my earliest memories of wrestling are probably from around 2008, maybe 2007. Um, and as I grow up and sort of learn more about the world, you just sort of think, why can't I do that? <laughs> so that's sort of just what we went into. So, uh, I think 2018 was when I first started training, and it's just been going from there. Um, started out uh, training in Dundee, and now FPW in Glenrothes with Andy. So yeah, it's it's been some ride now, and uh, it's still hard to to think that you're living the dream, you know. Absolutely. So 2008, 2009. So that was a bit of. We're coming out of maybe some lean years in WWE. Uh, was there any favourites that stood out at that time? Well, it comes to a favourite now, knowing what I know. But my, my earliest memory was something to do with the team of Jericho and the Big Show. I cannot remember what the angle was. But my, the, 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 the longest standing memory I have was Jericho somewhere up in the crowds holding some sort of trophy or something. I think they probably had, had held both belts at the time. I, I, For the life of me, no matter how much research I've done, I cannot find what <laughs> actually happened in the first thing I'd seen to do with wrestling. Uh, so, uh, yeah, definitely, I'd, I'd just for that reason, they're obviously learning about how much of a worker he was. I'd, I'd, I'd love Jericho, for sure. So, um, I guess I was bragging rights then. It could have been. It must have been something to do with bragging rights, but uh, me being really, I, I just for that age, you just look at them and you're just like, oh, the, the silly television man without a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and then obviously then you come to learn a bit more about it. As the years went on, I'd find some new favourites, but yeah, Jericho, not only just for being like the longest memory, just for just how insanely talented he is and well, was and is, um, definitely Jericho up there, one of the favourites. Quite, quite amazing that, I mean, 2008, 2009, Jericho was really on his, what many would have said, like his kind of downturn because he was getting older, he went through so many gimmick changes and, and you find that on, like, was one of your favourites, which is, just shows his longevity and his creativity that's that's taken him, well, from, what, late late 80s, early 90s onwards, where however, when, how, whenever he started. But yeah, that's, that's, that's quite incredible. Um, so... You said it could be half as long. Absolutely. So especially the success he's had. He's, he's always been like not always a main event guy, but he's always been round about the top wherever he's been, uh, especially when he came over to the WF in what ninety nine or something like that. Exactly. Um so how did you go from the fan to you, you said yourself that, that you looked at him and went, Why can't I do it? So how did you approach training? Um what what made you actually go? Um, well, the, the funny thing is, is that towards the, the back end of 2017, that's when I really clicked. That's what I was wanting to do. I was like, this is it. My mind's made up. Like, through hell or high water, I'm going to end in that training school somehow. So I did some, like, looking around and see what I, what I could do to get through some of the doors of training schools. And then I finally decided to pull the trigger, shoot a message off to see if I could join 
training. Um, to which I had no reply. So I tried again, tried again, never got in contact with anyone. So I just took it upon myself at that point, right? I'll, I'll, I'll just go. I'll just turn up. So I, I drove, well, I didn't drive. My, my parents drove me, in fact, to the training school. I waited outside until times had gone. I didn't see anyone entering. The doors were shut. And I thought, what, what's going on here? I, I really don't know. I'm just, I'm, this is it. I'm going in. They're going to have me. So I go up to the door and I try and get in. The, the building's entirely shut. And this carried on for about a week, nightly, maybe two, in fact, not realizing to do my research and find out that the unit had been closed for quite some time and they'd relocated. And uh, that put me off for the rest of that year, whether it was just sort of... <laughs> I thought, that's it. We'll try this again sometime. And then, again, almost probably a year to the day I was trying to get into that. I don't think you never really turn up with the right gear. It's sort of just your regular. Um, and yeah, we started. I felt right, but obviously there was still lots to learn. Um, I, even now, I, I still feel like as comfortable as I am within the ring. I, there's nothing quite like learning to be even better. Right, so the, the, the audio seems to be cutting out a little bit. I don't know if it's if it's happening the same here and So um, you, you, what I got was um, you, you went to the facility uh, several times, realised it was actually relocated, and then once you got there, um, you you got comfortable with it and and, uh, and you, it was just getting everything all together. Cool, right, well, that's that's fine. Um, yeah, so, so that was... That was Dundee, of course, and then eventually moved to, to FPWA uh, with, with Andy Wilde and his, his team. Um, was that just more of a, more opportunities or was it more location? What, what, what convinced you to go there? Well, when it was sort of quite striking to see that FPWA was going to be open and I remember just like, just scrolling through Facebook pretty much and uh, it just popped up in a and a recommended search, or maybe I'd seen someone like something, but it came to my attention uh, just out of nowhere. And obviously, I've been being aware of GPWA that it was really interesting to see. So I remember signing on to the mailing list and then hearing and thinking about where this could sort of get me. I didn't feel like I was, um, I wasn't going anywhere where I was before, but knowing where you could go with FPWA was really the, the the appeal to want to go, as well as the fact that um, last year all I was hearing about was how well Andy was doing um, at his shows. It seemed to be like really taking on the audience. And I was hearing rave reviews from the likes of even yourself on the website, um, checking up with the rest of the month and things. He was just up at the top. I was like, this, this is someone you should probably be wanting to associate yourself with and learn under. Well, he seems to be like having the run at the moment. So uh, yeah, those were the, really the main appealing factors to go. And the quality of learning and things too, it's, it's up there. Absolutely. I mean, when, when you go to a training school, the, the most important thing a lot of, of pro professionals say is you have to have to see where the trainers have been and Andy Wilde's probably one of the most uh, well-traveled uh, trainers right now in, in wrestling uh, bar maybe the GPWA guys uh, but it's all kind of all interconnected um, so definitely a, right hang on I'm, I'm taking this off now I haven't lasted long at all yeah my head's just What's this about? we've gone 10 minutes it's usually about the time when I'm feeling like I'd like to get the damn thing off I know. as well so Oh, just sitting there boiling my head and oh stop right. on masking that I know the surprise it's me it's me Austin right um, okay I can I feel I can actually process all this all this now uh, okay we'll speak about the mask because you didn't start wearing the mask um, we won't reveal uh, who you may have been before then um, but what what made you decide to, no, to no, no. become no. the winged emperor Um, it was sort of something that I felt if we were going to be targeting what I was doing before to a new audience, 
adore so it was uh, towards the first few training sessions we had andy suggested to me what if you were to go um under a mask he, he didn't know prior i'd done some mask stuff not really too too serious stuff it would say more comedy but I, I enjoyed doing it so when he suggested it to me i thought yeah I, I, this is something i think i could make work again um so then it, it just sort of came on upon to me to create the character and then um, draft up the masks and things um and i, I really think it did a pretty decent job of finding something that's going to appeal to lots of different people um there's been plenty of mask guys in Scotland and they've all done great things. Even still now there's plenty of guys doing great stuff. Um, so I didn't want to feel like I was treading on anyone's toes with things. I was trying to take a sort of new angle as best as I could with what I was wanting to do and present sort of my interpretation of what I would like to do with mass wrestling. So yeah, you, you've got guys like, uh, well, I think we've got Lucha DS, Soldato, um, Robbie Solar, but he's you're kind of moving into where he was because he's, he's supposed to be finishing up as Solar this year um, to move on as sure. Robert Wishart. He, he had so, a great run. Yeah, I think he was he was one of the first masked guys in Scotland that I that I spotted anyway. Um, and then of course Lucha DS came along. I'm probably forgetting. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got the Sistos, but nobody wants to speak with them. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was it it's mass wrestling. I think. That's that's the way you get your, the kids involved very easily. It's it's such a simple thing to do, but it's a simple thing to do. And as I've just as I've just discovered, it's not a simple thing to actually do. So how did you get um, acclimatized with with moving from being a wrestler without a mask to actually wearing the mask? Uh, well, like I say, when I'm time in Dundee, I'd done some mask stuff here and there. It was more just something to to just get onto the show. You know, something like you say, sort of just maybe get some of the younger fans involved because they like seeing them. So I just thought, yeah, I'll, I'll take a spot. It doesn't matter if I'm wearing a mask or not. If it's on the show, it's on the show and it's going to be better to learn that way. Um, so that got me really sort of used to, well, the mask I had then just sort of looking like a dork, <laughs> just getting there and in front of the crowd. So that got me sort of accustomed to it. I feel like at the time that I've spent under a mask though you, I'm still not really quite used to it I think it's going to take maybe even years to get used to because I mean you you spend maybe like what 10 to 20 minutes wearing the mask occasionally for a show it's not like you believe it or not us guys in the mask we don't wear them around the house <laughs> we don't wear them to go out in the street so uh, it's something that takes a while getting used to but uh, I, I, I feel like I'm starting to get there um, especially with these new masks I've got behind me, these are um, far more comfortable. I feel like they're a bit more ring ready than what I had before. Um, I don't know about what about the one that you had there. Do you think you'd be able to go? God no, I could barely. It's <laughs> it's, it's really thick. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I got off eBay for about five pounds, and it's just so warm. I don't know if the hair on top adds to the heat. Oh, for sure. But I've got another one, uh, which it's in a box up there. I'm not going to get it because when I wear it, I just look like a giant sperm because it's really white. It's a, it's an old, uh, it's a mystical mask. Um, so this, it, is, this is exactly what I was going to say. I always wonder how, like, I've heard stories, we're going back to Jericho, going, he, when he was in the, the Liger mask and he can't see, he, can, he says he can barely breathe in it too. I always wonder how like guys like you know, uh, both Sin Cara's managed to, just survive in those things, especially when he had those daft lights as well. I, I struggle enough sometimes with mine. I know, so I, I put it on and I'm a little bit asthmatic as it is, but as soon as I put it on, it's just like, <laughs> I don't know how, yeah, I don't know how they wrestle on them because, geez, I couldn't even, I could barely walk downstairs in them, I think, let alone trying to do flips and stuff. Um, so the, the, the flips, what a segue. Right, one <laughs> of the flips. Um, so you've got quite athletic background with, with your manoeuvres and stuff like that. Was, was that, did you do gymnastics or anything like that when you were in school and growing up? Um, believe it or not, it's, it's just one of these childhood things of owning a trampoline. 
I think the more you spend time on it, the more you want to try new things. Um, I was, you wouldn't probably believe it now, but I was quite a small child. So hitting a trampoline, it was like flinging pebbles. It, you're just traveling, getting distance. And then as I started to grow up and get a bit older, I sort of just managed to maintain uh, the sort of like ability to do these things. And then once you take that, put it in a wrestling ring, then it all just sort of just comes together. Um, I'm, I'm, I say I'm far from perfect with form and things, but you know, um, the more you get comfortable with doing these things and, and shows, I feel like they'll probably start looking a bit more crisp and offense. But I still think for where I'm at and as little real gymnastics training that I've done, I'd say it's I'm quite happy with where I'm at. Um, so we'll go back to we'll go to your wrestling for a little bit as well. Um, one of your matches, I think, must be, must be your first match GPWA, if I mind right. Uh, one our one of our monthly polls match of the month that was against Omar Mohammed, who was our first guest. Um, so what was it like going into that match? Was that was that your first under the mask as well, under the Talon Junior mask, I should say? Uh, was that your first match in that gear? The character, yeah, and. At the time, it was I was still sort of getting things ready. Um, I didn't expect to be thrown out so soon, so it took me a while to like that. The, the first run of gear I ran out that was specifically for that show because it was something I'd had to throw together just to make the time. Uh, obviously, I've gotten some like far better, more pro grade stuff now, but yeah, that really sort of affected me going in thinking I'm I don't feel as if I'm presenting the finished product quite yet, but then. At the same time, I think what me and Omar managed to do in the ring probably was greater than my presentation at the time. I think really once we get back to shows being able to, to run, that's when I'll be able to properly show off like my finished imagination for what Talon Jr. can be as a performer. But yeah, it was a great time. The GPW, I, I I loved that match. The crowd was great. It, it was really, it's kind of a very clever way. I don't know who who throughout the match, whether it was uh, Red Lightning or something, or Rudo, sorry, um, going right. I want these two guys on the show, or if it was Andy going, these are the two guys I want on. But it was really clever to send out two guys that have already been in front of a crowd before facing off two different, totally different backgrounds though, one W3L, one Dundee, uh, but then coming into FPWA to kind of polish off and and uh, learn more advanced things. But yeah, it's a really, really clever way to do it, to get two guys that shows off the skills of the school, but already have the experience of, of working the crowd. Yeah, so. yeah, for sure. I, I wouldn't have expected Omar to be my first opponent under the new guys as well. Uh, sort of, I'd, I'd known Omar like quite briefly before FPWA, we'd, Sometimes she would come around and sort of mesh the schools together, do some joint training sessions. So I knew of Omar. We even had a um, a brief training match. So I sort of knew how he worked. I knew he was great. Uh, at the time, I knew he was far better than me too. So I think I've done a, a decent job of maybe catching up now uh, to get onto his uh, same sort of skill level. Um, and that, yeah, just for it to go as smoothly as things did, um, out in front of that crowd, it was really a great time. Awesome, right? Um, so I'll go through just one of the fa one of the fan questions. Uh, of course, one of your your uh, colleagues, uh, Brent Carter, sent just because you spoke about your parents taking you uh, to the training school. I think it's a more appropriate time to ask: Will we ever see Talon Senior? Um, I, I will definitively answer this question now. No. Never. <laughs> you know, unfortunately, well, fortunately for me, but maybe unfortunately for some fans, Talon Senior will never make an appearance uh, <laughs> uh, as a character in any of my shows. Uh, if, if he's involved in any way, uh, it will be behind the wheel of a car and possibly uh, as far back into the crowd as I can keep him. <laughs> I can just imagine now there's a, there's a faint figure in the back of one of your matches, same mask, same gear, just, just looking on and just just keep an eye. I was just, I was actually just imagining that, that uh, you see Johnny Lyons turn up and in the full gear, because he can still go, even though he's retired, and he could be Talon Senior, but 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, you've, you've, I'll, I'll do my best. I'll try my best to run that through him. Just for maybe, maybe on a one-show basis, we'll see how it goes. I, I think that's how we get him back in the ring. Exactly, yeah. On the, on the first FPWA showcase, Talon Junior, Talon Senior against uh, Omar and I know Andy. Let's get Andy in there. Why not? Let's have some fun. Why not? <laughs> Sounds great. Um, so, goals. I, I mean, obviously, there's nothing going on at the moment. Um, is there any, any goals that you've got once the show's actually returned? Um, any place you want to go immediately or, or you just want to get back in the ring? Yeah, so definitely short term. I'm I'm wanting to push back into Glasgow. I I really think there's there's so many guys and girls that they're, they're all doing so much fantastic stuff in that sort of circuit. Um, I I'm desperate to get back in there and just meet and um, face off as many of them as I can. It's really just that my outlook on sort of the Scottish scene as a whole is uh, it's not. It's sort of I look at it as a checklist. I want to see how many people. I can meet uh, and socialise and and uh, also find in the ring with myself. Um, so definitely once shows are back, I'd like to just get around as much as I possibly can uh, on really any basis, whether that's you know, in the ring or, or just being backstage. It's, uh, that's what I look forward to about the most. It's what I really love about like show days and everything. It's just there's, there's such a wealth of talent people to... To, to be around and it's great um, so definitely immediate I'd like to be back and just around the people Absolutely and, and from that point I mean even if you don't like I say not necessarily wrestling you can network and, and find opportunities because um, I mean since everything has went haywire around about June and that um, yeah, yeah. There, are, there are opportunities now there might be uh, some companies not coming back but at the same time there's there's uh, there's companies that are, are starting to work together and there's more opportunities there to, to wrestle and I know it will immediately happen because of course um, there'll be less of a crowd and, and what have you but uh, certainly if there's any time for another boom in Scottish wrestling it's really going to be once once the shows come back, there to see who grabs the opportunities and does it safely as well. Um, so as far as opponents, of course, there's, there's haven't had as many opponents um, because of, of whatever's happening. But is there any matches that stand out uh, from your your previous experience? Yeah, um, immediately uh, that that match with Omar in Glasgow. That that's pretty close, if not top of the list right now. Just it was just a, a totally clean slate, a brand new crowd that we never performed in front of for me, a brand new character, um, and yeah, that that was that was really special. Um, it's something that, like, becoming more of a fan of Scottish wrestling, I thought it would almost be inachievable to to get to doing like GPWA shows. Um, just at the time, I I never thought it would be something I'd be able to do within my second year. Of uh, of being part of the business, so that uh, just for the impact that I think that match will have going forward, that's definitely somewhere up the top of the list. Um, I've had some personal ones I, I quite enjoyed as well. Um, me and some of the guys um, back in Dundee had a match. Um, it was an over 18s show um, in the church hall in Dundee. Um, it was me, myself uh, under a, a previous attire uh, teaming with. Um, you and G Mackey, I know probably a favourite of yours. Um, yeah. It was me and him teaming, which was something that I, up until that point I'd been around him. I'd never had the chance to to team with him, uh, and he and he seemed quite keen to take me on the team with him, which was something I I was happy to, have, you know, I felt like I earned it. Um, and yeah, we had a, a fun match there. Uh, I'd, I'd up until that point I'd never done any over eighteen crowds, so it was definitely fun to adjust to not just um, the children because at, at this point I was still I was working under a mask but not as my character now so it was really trying to see how I could make that work to a crowd that's not necessarily um, I, I don't want to say as open to mass wrestlers but it's not as easy to get them to be in, entertained as it would be to younger audiences 
so that was another one I enjoyed. And obviously, Mac is there to help, and he <laughs> he's easy to 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 find a way to entertain. So yeah, it was, it was a good learning experience that one. Yeah, I, I, I'm just thinking about that. I never really realised that before. I think it's just because I've, I've still got that kind of childish mindset. If I see a masked wrestler, I'm still going to be quite excited to see a masked wrestler. But uh, yeah, I, I understand that. When, you, when you're a child, you're just seeing the colours and the, and the masks and the, and the merchandise. You go to the, the desk and go, oh, I want one of the masks, like the mask guy. But yeah, if you're an older fan, it's a bit more grizzled and a bit more like... It's, it's something that I really, yeah, it's something I really want to try and see what I can do with this new character. I, I really want to push it in front of audiences who, uh, who you're not necessarily going to see the masked guys around. I, I think that with the likes of what's going on in like Mexican and American wrestling right now, yeah, it's somewhat out in Japan as well, in fact, because a masked wrestler can just, it appeals to as many audiences as they're like able to entertain. Uh, some of the guys who I, I, I look up to quite uh, at the moment, anyway, like um, Dragon Lee, yeah, I think he's he's fantastic, and that's a a a, a, a man who's he's managed to make this uh, sort of aura around himself that it's I'd say more appealing to older fans than it would be like kids because they know it, it's a hard hitting sort of style, but you're gonna get all these things that you'd see maybe like a Rey Mysterio doing, just throwing themselves around, flying all over the place. It's that sort of hybrid of style that I really want to try and get to grips with mastering. Something that not only will be entertaining towards the children, but that older audiences will be really eager to see, knowing that they're going to get a good show. So is there anyone else? You mentioned Dragon Lee there, and, and like I say, you started 2008, 2009, so Rey Mysterio, of course. Was there any other mass wrestlers that you went back to watch and just see the, how their their uh, style was, or any one you kind of picked um, character parts from, or anything like that? Uh, well, like, yeah, like you said, uh, Dragon Lee Mysterio, they're sort of the big, the big two. I've also went back, I've, um, I'd, I got quite late into... Um, Viewing Liger's career, Jusha Thunder Liger, and I, I wasn't introduced to him. I know quite a lot of people were by the NXT show. I'd gotten even later than that. Um, so just even though he just retired only this year, oh, it, feel, it feels like it was ages ago now. But yeah, it was only just this year he'd retired. And it took me quite a while to go back and really get through the history books to see what sort of things he provided. Um, another one, who I I just personally just enjoyed the style was proper just WCW era La Parker. I, I, I love the way he carries himself. Even if he's not necessarily doing much in the ring, just how much swagger he comes into the ring with, I love it. I don't think it's something I could personally replicate, uh, replicate doing what I'm doing, but man, <laughs> it's entertaining. Absolutely. I mean, La Parca, I, I didn't watch a lot of WCW. I'm, just, I'm going from, from GIFs. Uh, but yeah, he was one of those guys who you didn't see anything, but you felt every emotion they had as well, which doesn't seem possible when you can't see the face, you can't even see the mouth, you can't see anything, mm -hmm. but he just had to do it with his whole body uh, to, to make those emotions come across, yeah. which um, I think is probably one of the, I would say, the hardest thing, well, bar the actual seeing. Um, but the that was probably the hardest yeah. thing as a mass wrestler to try and do. Yeah, so well, I'll tell you this. Last year, I was lucky enough to, to travel out to Mexico. Um, it was more of just a family holiday thing, but me being a wrestling fan, I was making sure that we were going to go to uh, a wrestling show there. So uh, we went to Triple A show. Um, and yeah, the, the guys that they have there, they've got new and younger mass wrestlers, guys who... Um, some people may be familiar with from breaking in and the likes of Impact. Um, they had, um, I, I don't know what version was, but there was a Mystico. <laughs> I, I think the mantle changes quite a bit. Maybe I'm wrong there, but there was a Mystico. Uh, they had Laredo Kids, who I know he seemed to be on the precipice of breaking through on the American independent scene just before lockdown. I know he was doing work in, in Impact. I believe he'd done some AEW shows as well. And he was fantastic. Um, and then other guys they had there, they had some of the, the older generations of mass wrestlers as well. Like, so you're, um, the, I think the Monster Clown and Psycho Clown and all these people. Um, I believe the, uh, I got the chance to see um, 
Lola Parker, who'd unfortunately died quite recently. I, I managed to see him um, before, obviously, his unfortunate accident had happened. Um, and yeah, they, they, the way that they, they seem so keen to, to entertain uh, these older guys who you'd, you'd wonder would be a bit more conservative. They, they still want to perform like people remember them. They're, they're showing off to the, uh, to the crowd the proper lucha style. Um, really, with quite a lot of disregard for, I'd probably say, their own safety, but it's what they want to do. Uh, in fact, that's the one that just sprang to my mind now, was Aerostar. Uh, it was probably most well-known for just jumping off the biggest things you can find. Uh, I was lucky enough to see him uh, just climb up a lighting rig that was definitely pushing 20 feet in the air and just fall right out of it like it was nothing. So, yeah, it's definitely one of the craziest things I've seen live. And uh, it was just, obviously, I wouldn't say this just goes down as a learning experience, but being about this sort of wealth of Mexican masked wrestlers, that was a, a great learning experience. I really want to take as much as I can from that. Excellent. So what have you, what have you been doing just now while, while all this is going on? Have, have you been uh, just trying to train? Have you got the trampoline out again and, and just try, uh, try and keep yourself I, there? I think I've gotten just far too big for the trampoline. Um, like I, I'd spent most of my young time on it. But now I'm, I'm pushing about 6'2", 6'3". I, I just genuinely don't think there's enough room for me. Um, so we'll have to uh, fear up and just go straight ground for practicing any acrobatics, I think. Um, but yeah, just buying the time to get back. We've just gone back to training now. So we've been brushing off the ring rust. Um, yeah, I've done my best to, to keep up my shape and my cardio during lockdown, uh, which was tough. But I, I think I'm in a good position now to get back to the ring and uh, sort of just grind the axe again, get ready to go and before shows resume probably towards the end of the year in early 2021. Yeah, I, I just noticed that as of recording, of course, uh, we'll be a couple of weeks away before this goes out, but yeah, FPWA have just opened up uh, again, well, for the little, for the wee, wee wrestlers and just, was it two, two, three at a time? Um, yeah. So yeah, you found that you, you've kind of kept yourself well in shape during the lockdown mm -hmm. time, and you're you're still yeah. Just... I mean, we that first training session we turned up to, um, like cardio wise, I was I was really shocked at how well I seemed to be coping with the drills that Andy was giving me. But my legs hated it. It absolutely hated moving around there. Um. So I, I feel like maybe once a couple of weeks have gone down, maybe once I've, I've relaxed back into the gym as well, that I think we'll be pretty close to where we were before. Um, as well as a lot of the drills and things just seem to be dragged through with muscle memory. Uh, every wrestler knows where their set goes. Uh, I completely forgot what I was meant to be doing, but it just seemed to be my brain and my body was just dragging me through the drills and I just sort of sat there in bewilderment I was just I, I genuinely don't even know if I'm in the wrestling ring at this point <laughs> and I, there I was just doing it like uh, like there'd been no time gone um, so if you were to go right back to the start uh, of everything if you were to revisit yourself when you when you were standing outside uh, the right building uh, for the training uh, for the first time would, would be any advice you'd give yourself from that point um I'd, I'd probably tell myself not to worry as much. Um, I, I definitely thought that there was... You, you think of sort of what wrestling's like behind the shows. You, if you're quite an um, intuitive fan, you'll know like a lot of the backstage workings and things and maybe how people feel about new starts. But really, I wouldn't say that there was any of this sort of fear. I'm... Maybe it's just from like a generation gone past, but it always seemed like it was uh, quite a scary thing to be starting up a wrestling school. I, I always like thought it would be something along the lines of like a boot camp, but really, no. Everyone's wanting to progress you. No one's out to just to stop you from getting better. And um, really, everyone wants to see you succeed. Uh, so I definitely, if I if I had the chance, I'd go back and tell my young self. Uh, probably just not to worry as much um, to, to not go in with so much fear as I did of, you know, just getting in there and starting out. 
Um, so we'll, we'll go for another random question, say random, because it's the question we ask every episode. So I'm sure you are, you've already got an answer prepared uh, from our good friend, Kevin Williams. Uh, what is your favourite dinosaur? Uh, my favourite dinosaur is the pterodactyl. Of course uh, it is. Yeah, <laughs> winged emperor, of course, is going to be, you know, a flying dinosaur. No, they're, they're cool. I, I, I think they're sweet. Maybe a close second, I'd say a triceratops. I, yes. I, I like... I think the Triceratops are a very underrated dinosaur. Seems to be a favourite. Uh, well, th- well, the first few have been Triceratops, and it's the one I can kind of push on people now, because, yeah, yes. it's, it's just a cool dinosaur. It's got it's horns. Sweet. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, a bit more about yourself, like, like outside of the wrestling world. We do like to delve into to things that I might not know anything about. Uh, we'll leave Mexican wrestling aside, because I know next to nothing about that. Um, so, what what's your... Outside of wrestling, uh, hobbies, enjoyments, passions. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm a huge fan of Nintendo games. Um, I love them pieces. I'm usually if I'm not at training or, or just doing general work, I'm sitting on the switch. I'm playing something. Um, another interesting fact is that uh, when I'm not wrestling, I'm usually earning a paycheck as a barista. <laughs> I make a pretty sweet coffee, so I've, that's an open challenge to anyone in wrestling to fight me out and laugh they are. I, I, I don't think they stand a chance. A latte art is something that, well, I don't drink coffee, so I, I really I can't appreciate it as much. Um, I just don't like the taste of it. Just never have. Um, I'll have a hot chocolate. If you do, if you do latte, if you do art, I can on do hot a chocolate. fantastic hot chocolate. Okay, uh, well, we might be in business here. Uh, but yeah, well, here how, how, how difficult is doing... Sorry, I sound, sound so sarcastic when I say that. How difficult is it? But yeah, how, how difficult <laughs> is doing latte art? Oh, oh no. I, I think that really anyone who who's gets comfortable using a, a, a coffee machine and espresso pump, you can easily get it done. It's just about getting comfortable with, like, you know, just how to use the milk jugs and all these sorts of things as... as Something that after a while it doesn't become a job. You just find it fun, but then it does become a job again because there's customers involved. You're not just making them and then pushing them aside. You're you're having to deal with the person who's going to enjoy it. And uh, you'll probably think, and you'd be right, is that coffee lovers they are, oh, they're they're they love their coffee. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they love the coffee. They never seem to have much. Uh, much need to respect the person making it too. Oh yeah, why, why would you respect someone who's who's available to spit in your food? Not that you, you <laughs> ever would, but yeah, I just I don't understand no, that at no, all. No. If you're if someone is dealing with something that I'm going to have to consume, I am the nicest person in the world to, oh, to that sure. particular person. I'm happy to know that. I feel a lot of people do forget about this, but yeah, like you say, Billy, we've got a lot of power. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I'm sure you haven't done it, but I have heard heard horror stories from people. Uh, in the in that market, um, doing ungodly things to food. Oh, um, I know. Personally, I, I feel like no matter how mistreated you may be, at the end of the day, the the coffee and the quality of that comes above what the person deserves. So I'd like to keep my standard up, regardless of how much I'd probably like to pour it over somebody's head. Um, so we'll, we'll we'll move on to less possibly gross things we can get into but um we'll go to nintendo i'm i'm a playstation guy always have been um so i, I don't know much about what's the best things what, what's the best games on switch right now uh, what would you recommend uh i they've just released it recently a uh, capcom game i believe it's uh, phoenix wright ace attorney and that sounds like the most boring possible scenario to do gaming in is law but somehow, uh, this trilogy of games, it's in it's one bundle on the Switch, it just works. I, I'm so invested in it. And for me, I've got absolutely zero interest in anything to do with law and crime. But, oh, man, I'm, I'm fully enveloped in that world. It, I, it's really something. The amount of freedom you get in this game to, to do your best as a defendant in court, these just idiots <laughs> of, 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 of clients you get. Yeah, I, I really enjoy it. Um, 
I'd like to say I know more about it, but I'm, I'm still working through the game. I'm, I'm very much a, a novice, but yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying that at the moment. Um, other things, I, I've, I've always been a, I've been a lifelong Pokemon fan. Uh, hopefully, that's something that a few other Scottish wrestling uh, talent can say because I, I'm willing to talk about it more than wrestling. It's yeah, it's a passion of mine I've had for years. Well, I can already say that well, we've had uh, we had Brody uh, Adler speaking about Pokemon at, at length. Um, one that hasn't gone out yet this time, but uh, there's a good 20-minute chunk with you and Mackie about Pokemon. Uh, I know, men. I know. I, 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 you struggle not to see uh, you and walking around with some form of Pokemon-themed merchandise on him. Uh, it's he has got some courage to. I, I, I have a fear. Of, of of showing out that kind of side of me. And for him, he just doesn't care. He'll, he'll go around in whatever he pleases. Yeah, he was, uh, well, I think one of my final questions with him was just, what's your top, I'll ask it to you as well, but uh, what, what your top five favourite Pokemon are, and that was him 20 minutes. I just sat back and let it's him easy. just, he, yeah. he, just he, was, he was debating with himself who to put in this top five. But I can uh, imagine it. In his head and my voice <laughs> talking about it as well. So, what would you? What were your top five Pokemon? Oh, I, I, I'll be honest. I, he probably had his list set up. Probably he probably might have had one pre-prepared. In fact, waiting to ask this question, he was probably planning to talk about it. I, I'm. There's very few Pokemon I like. So I, it would probably be easier for me to give you a top five dislike Pokemon, but I'll do my best cool. to do oh, the like. Oh, yeah, we'll go with that. That's cool. We'll go with dislike. So uh, three spots on this are taken off instantly by Charmander, Charmeleon, and Charizard. Just right. get them we're, out. We're just going to end the interview now, then. That's no, just... no. <laughs> while, I, while I said, while I said, oh, Wigged Emperor, I'd love to pterodactyl. And then maybe maybe that would carry over to dragons. No, I'm I am sick that this is my twenty minute rant now, Billy. <laughs> I'm sick to death of having Charizard and it's and everything about it just crammed down my throat for as long as I've been a Pokemon fan. I it, it is it's horrendous how <laughs> badly pushed and marketed Charizard. If I was to put it, it would it would be sort of your your twenty fifteen to 2019 Roman Reigns or John Cena of the Pokemon world in that you will never not hear about Charizard in a sentence about Pokemon. I can't, I can't argue with that. <laughs> but, but <laughs> yeah, just, I know. But yeah, when the, when the Mega Evolutions came out, you were going, oh, who's oh. it going to be? Oh, it's Charizard. Of course it is. Charizard. Yeah. Um, all right, so you've got two more spots then. Oh, it's worse. I mean, it's that ice cream probably... one, isn't it? Oh no, no, no! Right, Vanilla and Vanillish. I will, I'll defend these guys to the ends of the earth. I'll admit it's a, it's an incredibly stupid design to have an ice cream as a, as a Pokemon. But I learned a few years ago that uh, the designers of that intended it to be a freezer, and it's got this, this, this flake on its head that shoots out ice cubes. And then I thought that's genius. That 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 that's better than you know stupid dragon with fiery tail like a living ice cone that in its itself is a freezer that creates ice ice cubes. It's 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 genius, isn't it, Billy? It's on the your way to say that. I still hate it. <laughs> okay, right. So so uh, it's, it's impossible to convince people. We still have the two slots yet left, though. The, the ice cream's not getting in there. Uh, oh, who else? Then? It's tough. It's tough. Um, I, I, it would probably be. Do you know what? I was originally going to say Pikachu. It's another one that everyone enjoys. But do you know what? I, I don't think I can actually truthfully say I dislike him. How can you hate Pikachu? To be honest, I, I think a lot of people are, are on the fence with you with, with the Charizard hate. But yeah, if you if you put in Pikachu, <laughs> I think that would be blacklisted somewhere. I think I was able to shout it so loudly I can actually see my, my follower count dropping <laughs> as the podcast goes on and it's released yet. But no, I mean, let me think. Um, it, it's probably going to be something like Voltorb and Electrode. I, I just think they're stupid. They're just balls that roll. 
I, I don't see how this is like I say this is where my 20 minute rant continues I don't see how people look at those that first series of games and they go yeah that, that was the pinnacle of, of Pokemon design but I really think that like some of them recently have, have not been maybe as good but come on now it's a, it's a ball I, I stopped it at Gen 3 that's when my my uh but I still, I've got Pokemon Go. I still play Pokemon Go. Um, oh, Pokemon Go, yeah. It's, it's, it's fun. I, I really enjoy it. I've only recently dropped off just because I feel like I've, I've had a point there's not much more I can do. But, yeah, it, oh, I think anyone who got off that when it became less popular, they should, should really get back into it. Yeah, I was just... Every every morning, though, I end up going and going, what is that? Because it's all newer ones that are coming out now, and I'm, yeah. I'm well behind. After uh, Game Boy Advance was last, uh, Pokemon Emerald was the last Pokemon game that I played. So I'm. I'll definitely that. agree that as time's gone on, maybe the quality hasn't really gotten any better. But of Pokemon roster, there's been some significant improvements to earlier designs, uh, brand new designs too. There's a lot to like except the ones on the Switch. I, I really feel like they dropped the ball with those. But I'll, we could be here for an extra hour if you get me talking about those games. Um, so we'll, we'll try and move away from Pokemon then, because I'm, I'm sure that we'll, I, I, when I do my next podcast, Pokemon by Scottish Wrestle Network, we'll have everyone on. <laughs> which Oh, for sure. You know it's not the worst idea I've, I've said out loud. Um, you know what? I'm, I'm pretty awful at it, but like I laid down the last art challenge to Scottish Wrestling, I, I will also throw down... Uh, Pokemon battles in that challenge. Um, uh, I, I'm willing I, to to take on anyone. I don't know. Do you, do you have a a, 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 a battle key a, a thing that people add it you would on? Take, it would take me too long to find it, but you know what? I'm just gonna say, just come at me. You'll know where. <laughs> yeah, you'll know where to find me. So, um, so bar bar Nintendoing. What, what's your what's your your television film loves right now? I've I've always loved um, sort of mid noughties British TV. I'm, I I could probably quote you most of the IT crowd from heart. Um, recently, I finished watching the thick of it, um, mainly just because I love Peter Capaldi. I, I, that oh he he's got a voice, and I could probably listen to that as some form of ASMR. Just him, just violently tearing down the characters in the thick of it. That uh, would send me into a nice sleep, I believe. That, that, I watched the thick of it up until I think he he, he was gone, and then I stopped watching it because it was less fun. Yeah, they, they they took him out for a few episodes. I think they wanted to focus on um, the opposition in the show, but I, he did thankfully come back. But uh, it was sort of borrowed time. I think the series was was ending at that point. Even I find that the opposition have some funny moments too. But no, it's it's the Peter Capaldi show, yeah. really, isn't it? To be honest, at this point in real life, you, you can't parody it. It's just, it's too ridiculous. Um, <laughs> oh, IT Crowd, though, I'm all on board with. I, I, I love that show. And oh, it's, sure. it's uh, I, I was watching one of these top 10 lists of, of worst US remakes and I, I spotted clips of the American version. It made me oh, sad. Oh, man. How they managed Richard Ayoade to to join that cast to redo it, I, it is beyond me. It, it just it was Joe McHale because I, I love him in community. Um, but yeah, it was just it was so awful to watch. Especially the, the only clip I saw was the one where uh, where they, they were became everyone was came down to the, the basement um, to the office and it was Roy telling telling Moss to tell the story. The, the oh, funny story. Yeah the, the their holiday story. Yeah. And Moss told it, but because it was to American audience, American around, it just it felt so weird because it's such a funny story. Um, if anyone, and she'd watch IT Crowd, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but it's just it's it's ridiculous. The whole thing is it's just amazing, uh, yeah, phenomenal show. Um, right, okay, so I think I've I've kept you long enough um, because. I'm end up going to speak about Pokemon again, and oh, definitely, uh, I'm I'm itching to, to to get something off my chest with that. <laughs> but it's probably for the best. I keep this bottled up inside for probably fear of irritating my house. I'm sure. Once the podcast goes out, I'm sure you'll have plenty of people challenge you to to uh, to battles, and uh, I hope so. I'll be really disappointed. 
if I'm not. Maybe it's the whole reason why I need to progress in the Scottish scene is just to maybe just get that word out there is that I'm really open for a Pokemon battle anytime, any place. <laughs> so you see Discovery Wrestling just out of the crowd going, right, who's first? <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> battle me. <laughs> um, cool, right. So where can people find you on the social media? Where, where are you? Uh, I believe on both Twitter and Instagram, I will be at Talon Junior, maybe at Talon underscore Junior. I, I don't know how many Talon Juniors there are out proving social networks, but those should be mine. Uh, I don't have a Facebook, so I'd prefer you find me on either of those two. I, you used to have a Facebook, though, didn't you? I, no, I've never started a Facebook, mainly just for the fact that I get enough unwanted contact from distant relatives that I don't think I can handle <laughs> a second account with more notifications. Obviously, at some point, maybe once shows back, it will be worthwhile to create one. So look out for that, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I th- yeah, at the moment, Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, I thought you did have it, um, just because I was sort of trying to tag you in something this morning on Facebook, going, I'm sure you have an account. Why can't I find it? <laughs> anyway, um, right, before we go... Oh, Winged Emperor then. So uh, I've, I've just... out of Pokemon stuff. Um, I'm going to guess top five Aerodactyls in there. No, just... Yeah, I've Aerodactyl. Um, a new one from Gen 6, Holucha. Uh, I think he, he, he looks like me. At some point, I would like to get some Holucha-themed gear. I mean, it's in the name, Lucha. It, it, it's got to be done at some point. I can just um, see you, you and Lucha DS. That's the, that's the, the team, just to Lucha you all up. Yeah. Get everyone um, involved, why not? Excellent. Right, so, sorry, total tangent. The, the social media one's supposed to be the last question, so we'll, we'll wrap up <laughs> that's here. Fine, that's fine. Uh, but yeah, I've really enjoyed this chat. It, it, there was a little bit of audio pitching things in the start, but I think it's, it's kind of all leveled out now, so hopefully everyone can hear it. Um, hope everyone got a good laugh out of that stupid mask, because... Oh, yeah. I think I'm going you, to you, you, head. You did it to save me putting on one. I appreciate oh, that. As, as soon as I contacted you for an interview, I thought, well, I know what I'm doing. I'm putting that mask on right at the start. <laughs> but I thought it could have lasted longer, but no. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> so thank you for joining us. Um, hopefully everyone will be checking uh, you out on Twitter and Instagram, not in a weird way, and uh, trying to battle you on, on Pokemon, no doubt. Um, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully by the time this comes out, there'll be some sort of... Uh, her- horizon end of the road and you'll be back uh flying about at some point i'd love for that to be excellent thank you very much thank you billy